You're listening to Skip Intro. I'm Ayman Rashad and in the studio with me is Ian McNally, Bahi Yusuf and Julian Yap. And today we're talking about animation and first up, it's Neja. So, Neja is a uh, 3D animation film uh, produced in China and it's out today. So, you guys have seen it. Tell us a bit about it. What I was able to gather, and I'm sure, Julie, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Originally, there's a chaos pill. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Chinese mythological story. There is a character that's uh, based in mythology or could be based in reality. I don't know. The movie wasn't clear about that either. There's this idea of a chaos uh, emeralds, basically, you know, not the things from Sonic, but it's a, a mix of primordial energy that will just destroy the universe. A supreme lord, not God, I guess, but mm-hmm. a supreme lord separates it into a demon pill and a spirit pearl. Yes. And the idea of that being they're going to get the spirit pearl reincarnated in a baby that will then become like a hero of all time and an immortal, one of the 12, 13 golden immortal warriors. I mean, I've seen multiple versions of Journey to the West. I loved Monster Hunt 1 and 2, and I have no idea about any Mm. of this mythology at all. Unfortunately, due to a bit of skullduggery, the demon pill ends up in the baby, who's destined to become a great hero. Mm. Um, And so basically, like the monkey from Into the West, he's got a a metal ring put around it to keep him in a kind of a more normal form. Straight and narrow. Straight and narrow. Mm. And the Supreme Being has put a curse on the Demon Pill so that in three years' time it will be destroyed by a lightning strike. And the Spirit Pearl gets uh, taken away for uh, other nefarious purposes. And the the movie, literally, that's how it starts. (laughs) It sounds like a very epic fantasy film. It is. (laughs) It's basically that, yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's basically that. Yeah. I think, think for me, there there were bits of it which I I think for me my biggest uh, issue is the wrong word here but my biggest issue with it is the fact that it the the, the delivery of the subject is very childlike yeah I think it's a lot it's very much for the kids which which is fine I guess I kind of didn't mind it I, mean, I didn't mind it yeah, yeah it's but a story that a lot of people know I grow I grew up kind of with it anyone oh. you mentioned Journey to the West anyone who's watched that mm. he's always in it oh. because he's like the monkey god's best friend oh I see yeah. oh. you would have and it's a story that a lot of kids I guess especially in China would have grown up knowing mm. and I don't mind that it's a bit childish just mm. as a way to introduce them to something yeah. Mm. yeah. but yeah I get. I totally get what you mean mm. because that's what kept me really disconnected from the story yeah. yeah the design of it is deeply weird like when the baby is actually born it's first just like a, ma- a sphere okay I'm gonna have to say that that is actually an update on actually a lot more gruesome folklore really oh. because the in the folklore the mother is actually pregnant for like four years or three <laughs> three and a half years and he comes out as a ball of like goo oh right. nice yeah so this is this is toning this is it down, down? A okay bit. i just thought it was yeah. weird but it kind of stepped in it, it, it opened the door to like very odd looking character designs some of which are actually absolutely hideous he himself looks like a small super deformed version of murdoch from the gorillas 
Mm. Okay. You know, and he, he doesn't have those teeth sharpened to points, but they're kind of rounded points. And I found that portrayal kind of just not just off-putting. Design is just off-putting. And when it gets to the third act of this movie, they try to do an awful lot of emotional work that the framework isn't quite there. Like you don't get to you get to know the kid a little bit, but he just seems like a jerk. Like, you know, he's a demon who's kind of restrained, but there needs to be, in order for the heavy, the emotional heavy thing to work later on, it, you kind of need to empathize with this character a little bit. And all you get to see him do is be awful. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I didn't have trouble with that. I mean, for me, it's in his name. He's a demon child. Yeah. It's in his name. <laughs> it's obviously in his nature to be... Uh, demonic? A, not only demonic, no, plus, but... Yeah, a kid. He's mm. a kid, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of the time, I don't, I don't really notice him as being demonic. He's just a two-year-old child who can kick this thing really hard. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he just doesn't quite realize his power. He he get, he doesn't quite understand why he has to stay in. He doesn't quite get... He doesn't understand why everybody doesn't like him, but at the same time, he sort of rolls with it. And the story just takes a lot of uh, jumps as well, though. Like, by the time... He, like, he's two, but he's a little bit more grown up because he's demon child like yeah but like there's a barrier around the house to keep him in kept by these jade mascots mm. that are like what like this they just that's just like it's that's there like mm. they don't mm-hmm. it doesn't say like two years later and like that it just kind of has like oh we're in the the dad goes looking for the supreme lord to try and you know get no, the but curse they removed it there. they do explain yeah. it's like oh time moves in the immortal realm different yeah. from the human world yes. so it's been a while since we we left yeah but it's also like the immortal guy who, oh, hang on, what's his name? Tai Yi? Tai Yi Jinren. Yeah, this is another element of the animation that's like, he's a big, fat, immortal guy who uses a kind of a stick with a feather and has a flying pig. Mm-hmm. And I thought his animation and the look of him and everything is, like, incredible. He's blobs of fat that, like, he's like a jolly, yeah, oh, jolly fat man. Yeah. But there's blobs of fat and things that just bounce Really well, like the, you can the amount of care and effort the jiggle that goes is into really good. Yeah. The jiggle, or when you see a lightning storm, or they're by the seaside. You know those those telltale giveaways that you see when you're watching a movie, an animated movie, mm. and you know, oh, they kind of didn't have the budget they wanted for this. So there's you a more never there's, get that feeling in this. There's more details and layers in the, in the yeah. animation. If someone's dropping a rock, that rock, you think that's the way a rock breaks. Yeah. It's yeah. not like oh, the physics engine broke yeah. down and it fell apart differently, or we're not going to show the sea because water is yeah. expensive. Yeah, you can tell the entire thing. Animation-wise, it is perfect. Yeah. Like It's so great to see where, I guess this is an example of where Chinese animation is going and what we could see from this, mm-hmm. from them in the future. And I like that they've done this. And um, I think they're the third highest grossing Chinese film mm. now. Second highest Se- grossing non-English language film yeah. mm-hmm. of all time okay. behind Wolf. Warrior 2, which I don't know why we didn't see that one. And Yeah, so <laughs> for that, I'm super happy about that. Because, yeah. And I like that for such a big film and internationally as well, they've done this with the Chinese folklore. And mm. it's a Chinese company that's their first, it's their first big I think it's their first yeah. big, big movie. Yeah. Yeah. The director's and, first movie. And is the first Chinese animation released in IMAX, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the story of it. I love the, the characters. There is enough time. It feels a little bit draggy, but there is enough time to get to know all of them. Mm. Um, Nacha himself, he goes through all of his things about having to grow up, having to accept the fa- the fact that this fate that he's that's been sealed for him. What's he going to do with it? How is he going to move within that fate? Um, and they introduce um, 
parts of the folklore, but it's told in a very modern lens. There's mm. a lot of really modern jokes. I'm not going to say modern. There's a Terminator no. joke in there. And oh, oh, and it's literally like it's a visual gag with like the way Arnie appears in those movies. You know, there's like the the, the, the ball around him and like the ball of energy. Little, thing. Yeah. I mean, I was amazed at the detail. There's even the indentation on the ground that the ball leaves behind, <laughs> and there's like they start playing the Terminator theme, the bum 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 bum, and I'm like. What? And I think that's what kept me out of it a bit is was this balance of mm. modern humor style jokes with mm. these incredibly these things that you just take for granted in the mythology if you're aware of them, mm-hmm. but they seem to clash. I, I do say when it gets to the emotional beats, it almost got me. Like there are moments of like you know fighting in a big storm mm. and you know people screaming at each other and I will not be the thing you say I will. And it's kind of like I'm reaching mm. for this guy. Should also say the fight choreography is fantastic. Yeah, I was going to ask about the action sequences. Were they like fantastic or? There's a lot of like people. They don't like you know. It's not, there's no standing on swords and stuff. Mm. But they're almost at that level. There's another character. Is it Ao Bing? Is the dragon guy yeah. who turns up and he's more evading kind of stuff. And like he's got the long sleeves and you know the kind of classic you would expect Chinese mm. hero outfit. Whereas Neza's got like uh, pony pigtail buns on yes, his head he and like you know he's just wearing a kind of a. He's got pants on that he just keeps shoving his hands down the side of because they decided not to give him pockets, but he has that constant kind of look like he's just kicking a rock down the road, yeah. looking for trouble. I think I think they did that very well. I think they they character designed it very well for the Chinese market. So they did a lot of things where that 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 hands in pants thing where mm. you automatically go, yeah, that only a person who grew up and is Chinese and grew up in China is of that culture would realize that that's a thing people yeah. do mm-hmm. you know and I love those things I don't know I think it was unexpected I have to I mean I went I didn't know anything about the characters mm. I wasn't entirely sure I was ready I was gonna wanted to watch an animated movie that I didn't know anything about so early in the morning but I was I was quite pleasantly surprised I enjoyed myself in the cinema I'm gonna say I didn't enjoy myself that much. Mm. I can recognize it's a very good film. It's very well animated, but I didn't enjoy myself just because I thought it was a little bit boring ah. mm. and it's a little bit draggy. It is one hour, 50 minutes long, mm. but I think I'm also not the right audience for it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of jokes in there that are visual gags that kids are going to enjoy. Yeah, it's very kids-driven. Yeah, yeah. falling over. If your kids can understand Mandarin and or if your kid can un- read the subtitles, they're yeah. going to have a blast. That's a niche market, fun. kids reading <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a great way to tell a very old story. Mm. And I'm very happy that kids are going to have the opportunity to learn this because not every kid's going to watch Journey to the West. So mm-hmm. I think this is a good way to tell it. All right. So we've been talking about Neja. Uh, are you guys looking forward to see it? Let us know. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at skipintromy. And you can write us at movies at bfm.my. And coming up, we continue our conversation or skip intro, BFM 89.9. Be free-minded. BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Skip Intro with Ayman, Ian, Bahi and Julian. And earlier we heard their review of Neja. And if you missed it, you can catch that on podcast, on our app and website. So we're talking about another animation, which is an anime series called Carol and Tuesday, which is directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, who also did Cowboy Bebop. I hope you're prepared to become a living marionette. Then I'm about to die of boredom. Fire. It's already creating quite the buzz. I finally found you. I want to pursue music with you. I was thinking that same thing. Today with you. 
What do you guys think about it? Well, um, first of all, we should get some background on it. It does have weird ties to Cowboy Bebop. It's set in Alba City, which was the setting for the movie, I think. Uh, but it's essentially the tale of t- uh, two girls. One of them is an orphan. The other one is a rich runaway who happen upon each other and form a musical group. And uh, they just instantly form a connection. And it's the travails of getting into the music industry on Mars in the future. Oh, okay. And... It's very chill and like super relaxed on the episodes I've seen. They every episode is named after a song from somebody. Like the first episode is True Colors by Cindy Lauper. Born to Run is one episode, which is like Bruce Springsteen. They go through every breath you take by the police and stuff like that. And it's a cute thing. And the stories are related to the song titles or Kind of like there's one called the one I found most entertaining think, was Video Kill the Radio Star, yeah. where they are making a music video with an AI robot they bought off the internet that needs to be cool. fueled by biofuel. In which this case, the, the AI says, I need beer <laughs> because so, that's a biofuel. Look, bye here. This is just you weird. didn't you didn't watch it. You're hearing us talk about it. No, completely. I'm so excited just to explain it to you so that you can try it out okay. to sell it to you because it's uh-huh. such a nice chill, good, pure and innocent show. I will be honest, when when Ian mentioned that it's a nice chill show, I'm like, huh, maybe I'll put that in on but a the Sunday. AI, the, the beer drinking AI But then the beer drinking AI robot, I'm like, oh, maybe not. No, but that's, this is it, not the, what it I thought. It never feels weird. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, sure, this is an AI ro- robot that drinks beer. He's trying to scam everybody. Because yeah, they've sure. already set the world up that most people have AI pets that are mostly alarm clocks and stuff. The world that they're in is so great. It's so beautifully crafted and in such a short amount of time. They're living in Mars, where humans have been for a long time. Mm. So they've got, you know, they've got buildings, they've got bridges, they've got... Like it might like as well be San Francisco. Community. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it looks like New York, it looks like San Francisco. All of their tech, all of their buildings, it looks very familiar. So there's a, they there's have, a point where someone looks up like a musician and it's like, it's basically the Wikipedia page. Or they, I think yeah. there's one point they're looking at their Facebook. It yeah, has the and blue they're logo on Instagram the, and everything. So the they have smartphones, but it just looks a little bit more modern. So it's a very accessible, kind of realistic look at some kind of future where AI runs the music industry. And they invite you into the world very quickly, into this kind of modern um, Mars city that we could potentially be in. Because as a whole, the series is a kind of... It's questioning how are we going to move forward in music when all of it is electronic. Yeah, But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't kind of poop all over electronic music either. They kind of flip... Back and forth on that because there's an AI producer. There's kind of a separate storyline with this girl Angela and this AI producer, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, I'm going to have you sing, or I can write you the perfect pop song." It's like the music industry is controlled by AIs. This is how it works. But we meet an awful lot of superstars who aren't. The best part of this entire series is that you meet so many different musicians and superstars that you get an incredible variety of music in yeah. the show. Because Etrigan so, is like the Diplo style yeah. DJ. I don't know who Skip was, but like Crystal is very clearly like. Uh, Lady Gaga, Beyonce kind of mix. Yeah, so there's like a Taylor Swift in there. There's a, I don't know, a Shawn Mendes, Troy Sivan person in there. And then you have Carol and Tuesday who are the only people who are making their own music. So Do they they perform like original music? And every every single episode there there is a performance. And the best part of every episode is the performance. You kind of wait for it. I think I watched every single performance twice in the entire series. And I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop. 
So I'll just put on the soundtrack then. You could do that. I yeah. could just it's do that. It's actually an incredible soundtrack. Mm. And there's also that thing where if you watch a movie or a series, there's that question is, is the art in this actually good? Mm. Because a lot of the time it's not. And in this one, they've got 10 different musical styles and they're all good. Yeah. Like uh, Tuesday plays a Gibson. Like it's very clearly a Gibson guitar and Carol mm. plays some kind of space synth, but it's very just the piano. You know what I mean? Like they, they keep that very grounded. Um, I did find like I was totally on board the first episode with Loneliest Girl Song, which is the one they like... An awful lot of it is like we don't want to talk. We don't really do conflict and drama in this area. They don't really argue that much, the two of them, at least not so far as we've seen. I think later on there might be more conflicts come up. But like the more the conflict comes from the music industry going like, I'm not even going to listen. Mm. Like there's no reason why anyone would want to have you playing. Or they're constantly messing around with the Etrigan DJ, like making his life miserable to the point where he gets serious anxiety about just seeing this. Like, those two terrible girls aren't here again. And they're like <laughs> the sweetest people you could ever meet, like a down in a look orphan, like a poor orphan and a rich runaway girl. And that sweetness carries it through. But some of the songs after that didn't grab me as much. Although I think in the fourth episode is that they play the end credits. This is an anime. Why is why are you implying that I watch the anime credits? No one watches anime credits. You got to watch the you got to watch the opening credits and the last credits because no, like, the never. opening credits is always in your face, amazing, and the last credits is always like, oh, I'm so sad about my giant. Like robot. I'm no man, no. <laughs> you have, yeah. that's a, you got. I mean, you got to check. I also went back to check if they sing in English in the Japanese dub. They all do. Yeah. Yeah, it's all English. They sing in English throughout as well. So Bahir, will you be? I'll check, out, to I'll check out. The, I'll check out this. I'll check out the soundtrack on Spotify. Should Do you I? know what it is? It's like you know how some movies they like to capture what how great a feeling of a song is. Mm-hmm. That's this entire show. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they do. There's something as well. It's got. It's going to keep me watching because I had a peek at the episode guides for the shows. That the episodes have come out in uh, Japan already, and there is this thing at the beginning of every episode. They talk about the seven minute miracle. <laughs> Essentially, the seven minutes thing is. It's like there's this thing that something happens to them because of their music. And from what the later episodes, titles or synopses imply, there's a whole thing about immigration from Earth and refugees and all this kind of stuff. And their music kind of has a a light in the darkness, which kind of keeps me on to watching through what we've seen so far because it seemed a bit too lightweight for me. Sounds like it gets real deep in this second part. Sounds like it, but I'm not sure how far that's going to go because they are very fluffy characters. They are. If anything, the start of the show, it's framed in the exact same way that Bill and Ted is (laughs) because they're about to change the world with their music and they've got to see their journey towards it. And that's, I don't know what else you need, Bahir. A lot more. (laughs) They're going to go deep in the next part, No, no. I mean, look, I tried Cowboy Bebop, didn't work for me and I'm just like, cool, that's fine. You're just, you're just anime intolerant, really. Maybe I am, I'll be honest. I'm just, look, look, I've got nothing, I've I've no qualms about admitting that it just doesn't work for me. There's, there's a thing, there's a thing about the art style I don't quite enjoy. There's a thing about about just the, the 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 Japanese and I guess in some ways the Korean style of just that overexpression thing that just bugs me, mm. right? And I it's always bugged me from when I was a kid. The, the 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 dinner plate eyeballs, the the slobbering. I just it annoys me, and I just cannot get past. It. I just couldn't get into it. They, they they're quite low on that, I think. Right? They don't have an awful lot of anime face. They don't. But there are there are some yeah, yeah but it's not like every episode has some oh, no. have a maybe giant sweat yeah. icon and their eyes yeah. go crazy mm-hmm. yeah all right so we were talking about Carol and Tuesday the anime series by Shinichiro Watanabe let us know if you are excited to watch it you can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899 you can tweet us at skipintromy and you can write us at movies at bfm.my 